Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend in Fuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. We've got the show's namesake, BJ Shea. It is good to be with you, people. And running the boards is Joey Dees. Hello. On today's show, we will talk TV with the return of American Gods. We will also talk comic books because it's comic book day. Woo! So go uh, go to your local comic book store or get some orders on that and uh, pick up some comics as well. And, of course, some board games because BJ's back and we haven't talked board games in a minute. And No, we haven't. I know you're fiending a little bit. I but got it. I'm of, there. Of course, we'll get to the geek sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeekdition.com. Got blogs, podcasts, and more. more. Or just search for BJJ's Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, radio.com, and iTunes to find us. Exactly. Lots of ways to get a hold of us. And the fact that it is comic book day, I feel that we should start off with um, some comic book recommendations. Oh, really? uh, and BJ, I think it's uh, kind of a recap on some of the stuff that you've been reading. Well, first off, it's been a while. I forgot all about them, but Rat Queens is... Uh, oh, yeah. They put out some new issues. What? Uh, Rat Queens has a whole new writing crew, uh, which, you know, sometimes... I mean, it happens in books. When a book is around long enough, you will get a whole new writing crew, artist crew. So uh, Ryan uh, Ferrier and uh, Moritat and Casey Silver are the artists. And, and, and boy, the art is really great uh, for Rat Queens. And basically, it's a bunch of female adventurers, uh, dungeon-style, mm-hmm. fantasy-style, and they are just the worst. I mean, <laughs> for so many ways. Though there's an alcoholic, uh, imp, an alcoholic imp, and her name is Betty, but she's trying to sober up. And so sense. life is different that she can't go out and have ales every time Aww. their adventures are over. Uh, they have a, and they have a couple of new members. Their, their dwarf is gone, uh, but they have a writer. And uh, you know, she, she's a writer, but she's also showing she's got some other good skills. She can fight a little bit. And then, of course, you've got a sorcerer, and then you've now they've got a goddess uh, she, who's took who's taken on some god powers. And but the trouble is, all the gods have left, and she's the only one. And um, she had to try to save the world, and doing that effed up everything. And now all hell is breaking loose. Loose, and the sorceress has an evil version of herself because it was a timey wimey thing where <laughs> she went back, and somehow she got rescued from a really horrible place. But somehow a mirror image of her was created that stayed in the horrible place. Oh. And so all these years have gone by, and horrible version of her hates all of them. Because she believes she was stranded by them. Yeah. But the trouble is she didn't know that, oh, no, I got out. You apparently were created, and you didn't know you did So it's that version oh, before. It's kind of yeah, like the, yeah, yeah. Kind of like William Riker and Thomas Riker, that whole thing from Star <laughs> Trek. Um, the Next Generation, when we saw that there was a William Riker that beamed an exact copy somewhere, and so he became a whole different guy. That is so weird. And yeah, so... Uh, so Rat Queens is already up to issue 24, and uh, it is pretty awesome where they're going as they're being tortured by Hannah's evil version, if you will. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. It is on uh, Image Comics. You want to check that out, Rat Queens. It's very, very fun. If you like dungeon-y, adventure things, it's well-written, well done. Well, uh, America's First Family, as we're seeing oh, yeah. the Easter eggs in WandaVision, wondering when the hell people are thinking maybe we're lucky if we'll get them sometime between 2022 and 2023, any sort of Fantastic four stuff. Yeah, yeah. In the meantime, stick with the books, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you got to get your Fantastic Four fix at some point. They did bring back a classic thing, which was really cool. What's that? Uh, and that is the Ultimate Nullifier. The ultimate nullifier. Now, I've heard you state this before, but I do not remember what it is. It was the thing that defeated Galactus the first time they ran into him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and so 
you know, Galactus was about to chow down on Earth way back in the 60s. Uh, and uh, Reed had to go to this crazy dimension. The Watcher helped him figure this out. And so he brings back the ultimate nullifier. And, of course, Galactus goes, in the hand of a human? And he's like, he looks at the Watcher. Are you out of your freaking mind? You know? <laughs> I love the fact that it just looks like, it doesn't look like anything. It just looks like a little, like, I don't know, like, like what? A controller would look like on like a strange video game console. Yeah, so they have uh, so they've got this gate, which I love it. It's called the Forever Gate, and they're considered the Guardians. And I really think it's a nod to Star Trek and the Guardian of Forever, uh, which uh, Joey, <laughs> Probably, yeah. which Joey just met in the recent series of Dis- Star Trek Discovery. Sounds like you loved it, AKA Carl. Um, <laughs> but whether or not they actually gave a little nod to the Guardian of Forever, which was also from a classic, you know, uh, Edith Keeler and Captain Kirk episode in the first series. Uh, it's, it, basically, this thing will take you anywhere. It'll take you anywhere and bring you anywhere. Again, that's kind of what the Guardian does. Mm-hmm. And so this character called the Griever, and we met her with the relaunch of the new FF series by Dan Slott. And basically, she ends everything. She's like the ender of all. That's oh. her bag. So she is required to still sort of exist because we have the beginning and we have the end. Well, the Griever is kind of like, well, I'm flexing. I'm going to end everything. And, you know, so Reed has to go get the ultimate nullifier again. Silver Surfers in this episode. Oh, nice. It's kind of cool. I haven't seen, like, the new version of how people do art in comics, of course, is pretty amazing. So I haven't seen Silver Surfer with the new artist rendition. And boy, does he look good, you know, with the way they do art these days. Um, And he helps find the ultimate nullifier. And, of course, she's like, are you people kidding me again with this stuff? (laughs) You know, (laughs) she recognizes what it's all about. They make a deal. You know, the FF is all about love, baby. They don't want to, you know, so they, they figure stuff out, and uh, it's a good issue. Uh, they're up to issue 28 now of the FF. And wow, nice. Pretty nice, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's good stuff. And then finally, Spider-Man. Man, Spidey's got some, he's got some issues. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> well, yeah, lots of issues. Well, so there was a character called Sin Eater. And yes. he basically just sucked all the sins out of everybody. Yeah, and then like uh, made them like sort of quasi-good. They were all good. Okay, okay, okay. Well, here's the problem. Somehow it didn't take. Oh, of uh, course. So all the sins have found their way back into everybody, and it's causing havoc. But somehow, some way, Norman Osborn, it did, he, it, they haven't found their way back into him. Oh. We were led to believe in the last couple of issues that Norman was actually faking us out, and he wasn't good after all, and he brought Mary Jane to try to help resolve things. The Kingpin came out, and Norman's working with the Kingpin. and Well, they had to, they had to, they had to tra- trap this uh, horrible, horrible character um, that you know, Harry has become. Mm-hmm. Well, they did trap him, in the, trap him in this dark prison. And so now Harry is unable to do anything. His name is Kindred. But it looks like Harry wants to be trapped there. Norman's trying to reach him. It turns out Norman wasn't a bad guy after all. He was just tricking Kingpin to make this dark prison so he could basically keep Harry from hurting anybody. Oh, wow. And so he's like, Pete, will you please help out? I, nothing was ever going to happen. And Pete's like, F you, Norman. I'm done with you. Yeah, Everybody right. hates Norman's guts. And he's like, I get it. I get you hate me. But you really have to see now... I'm really good, guys, and I guys. really realize that I'm trying <laughs> to fix things. I'm okay now. And they're like, we just can't. You know, it's so funny to think that, you know, I love the idea that if your most hated person in your life literally was wiped clean of their evil, if you will, would you still hate them? Like, you know, well, like all the past trauma and yeah, all of that stuff. Yeah. That's what's happening because Norman really is a good dude now. And so it is fascinating to see that play out. And, of course, 
what's going on with Harry slash Kindred, who's trapped and shouldn't be able to do anything? And he's like, I've got them right where I want them. I'm like, okay, how does that happen? I'm trapped here exactly where I want to be. So, <laughs> so that's where we're at with the latest issue of Spidey uh, at 58 or 800 and something. Yeah, I know. Anyway. It's like I want to say he has a lot of issues. I mean, yeah. yes, both in the comic and also just all of the comics. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> Bolivian Song has taken a break. I haven't put anything out since, I think, December, maybe even November or October. I mean, it's been a while, so I don't know if Kirkman's taken a break or what's going on. And meanwhile, it has been two years since Saga, and Brian K. Vaughn uh, doesn't have anything to do with Saga, does he? Or does he? Uh, I thought so. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Yes, he does. And Brian K. Vaughn, now we heard, is going to be involved in something else. What is he? What's his latest thing that there are rumors he's going to be doing for somebody? It's like a major character. But the bottom line is, is that whatever Brian's involved with uh, from the TV world, we're not going to... What Buck is it? Rogers. Yeah, so oh. he's been linked to Buck Rogers, and it's already been two years. He was going to take a year off from Saga, and now it may even be longer because he's, I mean, whatever he's doing with George Clooney and the Buck Rogers thing. So I don't know when we're going to see a new issue of Saga, but it's been one year longer than we thought it would be. And he's our, he had stuff as well going along with uh, Why the Last Man because they're trying to adapt that to a television show as well. I don't know how much yeah. involvement he has with that, Still, it's but like, it's another project with his name attached to it that he might it might be kind of spreading him sort of thin when it comes to that. Yeah, and it's sad because, I mean, granted, he called it like it was a season finale with a massive cliffhanger sort of uh, for Saga. And it's been I, I just looked it up and I'm going, oh, my gosh, it was two years ago. I I have. Whoa. How, I don't know how many trades they have for it. I have the first two. I've only read the first one, um, so I guess I can kind of uh, slow roll that and uh, wait a little bit on yeah, that. Yeah, you got time, brother. Uh, apparently, he said in an Instagram post recently, it's like just to heat off comments. Yes, Fiona and I are still hard at work on Saga, and we will remain hugely appreciative of the four of you left who haven't completely lost patience with our extended <laughs> intermission. Hard to believe it uh, as it may seem. I promise these new issues will be worth the wait. Nice. So he's so they are working on them. He said yes, but just very. Very, very slowly, kind sure, of a yeah. George R. R. Martin, yeah. Ice, Ice uh, Bird, and, Glacier. Uh, and COVID did mess up a lot of stuff in the dude, world of comics. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, absolutely. you know, I, I can't really blame them. <laughs> uh, moving on from comic book talk, let's talk television yes. with American Gods. Um, first off, I forgot that it had come back for season <laughs> three. Mm-hmm. Um and missing a lot of the characters that we saw that were highlighted in season two. Uh, I don't know how many episodes at this point in time we're a little bit behind when it comes back to it. So we're just going to kind of go with a uh, feel for season three at this point from what you guys have seen. We've I, seen I just, episode four. Yes. Uh, is, yes. I think oh, you're damn. Yeah. So yes. episode four. I'm really behind. What I love, and it's so funny, This Vicky and I have a little history with this season. Um, and spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, but you know, here's what. Ha- so Vicky says to me, because I couldn't get stars for some reason, I couldn't get it for a while, even though I was supposed to. I had to call my cable company and go, hey, I, I get this. What the heck? Yeah. I missed three episodes. <laughs> Come on, guys. And Vicky goes, well, when you watch those episodes, you're going to see some changes and everything. And blah, I don't know. And I said, just let me know how, what you think. Yeah. And I go, well, do you know why the changes happened? She goes, I don't know. Probably you know how it is in this world. People just move on. So one of the main characters who we love, Crispin Glover's mm-hmm. Mr. World, yeah. morphs from basically this white dude with a top hat into an African-American woman. Who is just, pretty badass. And just changes. Miss World. Really? Miss, she becomes Miss. Is it Miss or Ms. World? Whatever. She becomes yeah, Miss MS, or Miss World. Miss. That's Miss. Miss. That is Ms. Yeah. I wish it was spelled it with a Z. That'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> she becomes Ms. World. So then Vicky doesn't keep up with the episodes. I come back in episode four. And and I'm I was like, a day behind him. Yeah, so I said, Vicky, what's have you watched it? What do you think of this? She goes, Oh, I haven't seen it yet. And I'm going, Oh, this is hysterical, Vicky, because I'm telling you, 
I am having a deja vu moment because Vicky didn't know that Ms. World was then going to change back to Mr. Right. World. Now, do we know if he's going to change back yeah. to Ms. World? I was like, why did he go to Ms. World for a couple of episodes? It was almost like, was he unavailable huh. for the shooting My, schedule? I'm wondering, yeah. There's so many weird things that happen in our TV shows. Frankly... There was no reason for Ms. World to be there as far as the as far as the advancing the story. I don't have any problem with the fact that Ms. World was there. I'm just trying to think of what was the logic of this. It's like, wh- why? You know, and that's the but this show is cursed. I'm telling you, American yeah, Gods is it, cursed. And that's we've been, you know, joking about this, you know, joking, not joking since season one started. But then season two, they had to recast a whole bunch of different people. And there was a lot of problems. And most of the time, we didn't even imagine that they would get to a season three just because of all the turmoil that's been going on. Luckily, Odin, Mr. Wednesday and Shadow Moon, who are the focal point of the show, they're still there, but almost every other character has been removed, has been changed. Uh, it's 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 almost insane how many people are no longer the people there that that they were, or they're they're not even on the show anymore. Well, it makes like for me when I heard like when I saw that if we had Ms. World, it makes sense because Crispin Glover, he's one of those people or actors that he kind of does a thing for a minute and then he's like over it because he only does these big production things so he can fund his smaller indie projects that he wants to do. Yeah, it's so yeah, it is. But that's what I think. I think it had to be something outside of the show. And of course, unfortunately, the big news. I mean, we want to tell you what's going on with the show, but unfortunately, the big news is that there is a character that had a huge, huge impact on the end of episode four that is going to have to be taken out of the show because the character is played by Marilyn Manson. Yeah. So they now. So again, holy crap. This is going to be a disjointed rewrite mess because they've already shot episodes five through, I'm sure. And just like with the end of The Expanse that we talked about, it is not going to be good. It just can't be good because they're going to have to fudge it without, I mean, because we're going to go on to episode five. And I don't know when they're, you know, what repercussions we're going to see. But Marilyn Manson's character, Johan, had a huge impact at the end of this episode. And now. Oh, I found a spoiler. All right, well, <laughs> Vicky's looking. I up found answers, it. and I don't. Mm, you mean answers of, answers of what they're going to do, or yes. uh, to, to fix it? You mean? Well, just with some of the characters, like we've seen some characters in the trailers. Oh, this like, has what nothing is... to do with Slappy McGee, then. Uh, <gasps> it has anything to do with Marilyn Manson because he's off the show. He's off. Yeah, so if somebody has... else. This is something else. All right, well, I don't want to know that. No, I'm <laughs> yeah, not yeah, telling yeah, you. Don't yeah. say anything. I don't want to know that. But this show still takes me on a great ride. I have to say. You know, uh, here's the bottom line. Uh, really, I mean, I'm sure, you know, what's his name? Uh, Ian. Oh, Ian McShane. Ian McShane is such a delightful actor. So he's still in it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he actually seemed go a little crazy. I'll tell you, and this show's got some <laughs> weird timing because they were holding a funeral for uh, Cloris Leachman's character because the Cloris Leachman's character was murdered in, in the season previous one. season. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. a season one she was murdered? I think so. Well, she was murdered early on. Yeah. So they finally show us a, a basically a, a, a wake or a funeral or a sit shiva, whatever they were doing for her, an honoring of her memory pretty much almost close to the day that Cloris Leachman passed, passed away. away. Yeah, wow. Um, yeah, so this show has just got weird timing with things that are happening, characters that are doing what they're doing. But um, still, I have to tell you, man, I I am loving this. I'm loving it. I really think they've been able to figure it out. I don't know how 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 far it's deviated from Neil Gaiman's books, but yeah, I, I will watch Ian McShane so much. I I love this guy, um, and obviously, you know, I, I also like Bruce Langley playing Technical Boy 
because he now has teamed up with Shadow because they have to go find Billiquist. He's such a little he is, S. He really is a little <laughs> S, but he's so good at it. Um, and so, uh, yeah, we, and, and, and actually, uh, you know, I don't know what the dead wife is doing. I hear she doesn't have as big of a role in the books, mm-hmm. but the dead wife is yeah. becoming prominent. And I, I mean, she's okay, but she's irritating to me. I have to say... Uh, she's getting close to Dexter's wife, you know. Oh, and you and did por- not like that. And good. Julie Benz is a great actor, but I just hated her role in Dexter. Um, <laughs> and so I'm—I mean—and look, it's—it's—it's it's, it's nothing wrong with uh, with you know Emily Browning. I think she's actually really a good actor. I'm just getting frustrated with that character. I don't know what the hell she's supposed to be doing. I don't know what her role in all this is. And especially since I know she wasn't that big in the books, I'm, mm. I, I don't know if they're making a stretch where a stretch shouldn't be made. And uh, fortunately enough, you seem to be completely caught up because we don't get another episode until Valentine's Day. Mother. They did a little bit of a break there. Season oh, three, bet- episode five will happen on uh, Valentine's so Day. So they're probably doing some fudging. Maybe I, I, there's no I, yeah. reason to break until Valentine's. Yeah. I mean, what's a that's a week off. Oh, it's su- a two week. Oh, break. it's the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, that's, Super Bowl. So they're why. waiting off on that one. Yeah, so. that makes sense. So, so yeah, they, so that's they, why they stopped it. They yeah. air on Sundays. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, because of the, because of the Super Bowl, a lot of folks didn't want to broadcast stuff. That so you sense. didn't miss anything. No. So you're caught up with everybody else at this point in time. So no one's doing any fudging. No. Well, uh, we don't. There's, there's still there's still probably a lot of fudging going on. Oh yeah. And again, Joe, I can't tell you. Marilyn Manson's character says, okay, I'm going to do something really impactful to Mr. Wednesday's character. It's impactful. It's unbelievable. You're like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? And now he'll be written off the show. (laughs) It's just like, this show is cursed. It is cursed. (laughs) Well, we'll have to see how that curse continues on with all of this. Uh, Let's get to, we've got enough time for one board game review, BJ. Uh, Well, we'll do it. I know you've been playing a ton of board games, but uh, we do need to talk about at least one. I have to talk about this one just because of the fact that, you know, I love this game. And uh, I talked about that it was coming out. And I let you know when I first got when I got it. And I don't even know if you can get it right now because they had no idea how many people would want this. And that is of course the sequel to twilight imperium uh and it is right now uh it's called prophecy of kings uh out of 10 it's getting a 9.4 out of 10 wow all right i'm gonna break this down just for anybody that's played games and anybody knows games you know how games are we get to basically play a game and a lot of times we all are pretty much in the same shape for instance you play monopoly we all pretty much get our little piece and we got to go buy go get our 200 dollars and try to buy properties and negotiate but we're all pretty much in the same boat we all start with the same money we all it's all the same and there's yeah who knows that a lot of games are like that then there's asymmetrical games where you start off with abilities that your opponents don't have, and mm-hmm. they start off with abilities that you don't have. For instance, some of you might get to buy railroads at a discount price where the rest of us have to pay full price. Totally, yeah. Some of you may get 250 for going by Go. Other people might only get 175 for going by Go. But they rude. All of that gets balanced <laughs> out in asymmetric factions, as yeah, they call it. Totally. So the first uh, Twilight Imperium had 17 factions. Which basically That's meant so they had between one, they had probably between three and five asymmetrical abilities for 17 different factions, all different. So the math on that, I don't know how to do it. That's uh, a lot. That's yeah, 80, yeah, yeah. 85, yeah. I think. It's like 85. Like 51 to 85 or something like so that. Yeah, 85 yeah. different abilities that, each of the, that, that, that they had to come up with. That's too many. So what did Prophecy of Kings do? They said, well, we're going to come up with four more abilities for each faction. And they're going to be asymmetrical, and we're going to come up with seven more factions as well to boot. So they are just taking what would be a complicated premise and just deciding we're going to uber complicate this. The complication really isn't for the player. 
The complication is how do you balance this out? I mean, yeah, it, that, yeah. That's the, and that's their complication. Which yeah, is I why, guess that's their fault there. Which is why it took like three <laughs> years to make this. We've been going, please give us an expansion, please. And they were like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> Fantasy Flight Games, man, they really do it. Because I'll be honest with you, I have played some other games where they have come out with factions. Mm-hmm. And they are massively unbalanced. Yeah. I Maybe we'll talk about this one game that I hate. Because it's they just basically <laughs> said, well, you play test it and tell us if they're unbalanced. I go, I just paid full price for your ridiculous game, and I'm going to do the play testing for you? What do I get out of this? You get to buy the expansion, which, by the way, we really won't come out with new sheets that are fixed because we'll just give you a piece of paper that we already gave you on the Internet. Please give me $30 for the new expansion. I won't mention <laughs> Tapestry's name because I don't want to be in trouble with Tapestry. <laughs> they, they probably should have just uh, had the rule book be a whiteboard. Oh, I am, at that so, point. I am so mad at Tapestry. I can tell. And here's why. <laughs> here's why I'm mad, and I love Stonemeyer Games. Sorry, Jamie. I mean, I know you're a great guy, and you, but really, sorry. But Fantasy Flight does it right. If you're going to do a factions thing, you need to bust your ass and yeah. really work hard. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. boy, did they with Prophecy of Kings. They have made new factions that you would think, how could you come up with seven other people that are different than the 17 that you did? Mm-hmm. And they did. Wow. And then we're going to introduce a thing called leaders, where you're going to have basically powers that are going to be three different new powers, including an explosion world power, which is like game altering. It is sort of like next level, like, you know, when you get your great weapon and you get to charge it one time and basically use it one time in a video yeah, game. Yeah, Death and Star. It, yeah, it blows everything up. Yeah. Well, they said, let's put those in the game. And they have, each one of us have one. Well, you can't give it to everybody. Oh, everybody. But that's the beautiful thing. Everybody has their own, like, oh, my God. It's like the overpower. It's not overpowered if everybody has an overpowered card. It just turns into, I, I just think it was like, well, if I have a Death Star, you're going to blow up my planet. I'm just going over there and blow up your planet. Now everyone's just going to blow up everybody's planet. Oh, but talk about 24 different Death Stars. Like, what's the, <laughs> what's the Death Star for the money people? What's the Death Star for the people that get to get a bunch of cards? What is Interesting. So it is different thematically oh, for each faction. It's then. fantastic. Okay, that's actually really cool. Yeah, it is, re- and it's a one-time thing. It's a, you guess what? You get to use this once, and you get out. And they really balanced out a lot of the. Some of the factions were considered overpowered. Yeah. So some of them you might go, "Wow, my Death Star is not that good." Yeah. Well, you guys were good already. So you know, <laughs> we needed to figure that out. So it is so well done. Plus, they ins- they actually have an explore mechanic. They really you really do now explore the galaxy. Which so is, it is a truly four X game. Truly at this a four X game. Yeah. That's amazing. Actually, I, uh, I I I have hats off to. I can't. I played this one time. Uh, because of COVID, I haven't been able to play it. Eight, it's eight players now, which is going to be insanity, but I'm all for this insanity. Uh, it is fantastic. Uh, Twilight Imperium, 4th Edition, Prophecy of Kings. This is the best space game you will ever play, and if I can ever convince my son, he's getting closer and closer. Um, and Fantasy Flight outdid themselves. I mean, this is a, a 9.4 out of 10 for an expansion. Joe, how can you not play this game now? Well, I start one by waking up too late. Start two by getting to the old couch and stuff. <laughs> and, uh, step three is the pizza that comes to my deli- our door by delivery. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's yeah, an all it's day, a bit uh, of a time sink when it comes down to it. It's an all-day commitment, but um, <laughs> it is. It to me, it is multiple games in one. It is fantastic. That's awesome. Uh, they they really, I mean, man, oh, man. Uh, and it's one of those things, you know, Richard Garfield created magic, but you know all the wonderful people that have actually improved upon that game. Totally. And I would say, and I, I got to give a, a good shout out to, da- uh, to Dane Beltrami because he's the designer, even though the Christian Peterson made the original game, you know, 20 years ago or almost 30 years ago. Jeez. Uh, I think it was tw- uh, 20 years ago. Even still, you know, basically he, he, oh, my God, he just did an amazing job with it. He really, he, he, he basically... 
improved upon this game amazingly. That's that's the feat. Like, yeah. absolutely a feat. Yeah, so Fantasy Flight Games, hopefully you can get it. It ain't cheap, by the way. It's almost like its own game. But uh, it, the component, you're well worth it. I mean, you get a lot of good stuff in here. And You're not going to have to buy this one four times to get all the different ships and get them painted by your friends, right? Actually, they're all done. And no, I, <laughs> I didn't buy this for it, but I had to buy another copy of TI4 because this only comes with two sets of ships to add seven and eight. And I needed five more more. ships, and I didn't have five more ships, so I had to go buy a Guys, everybody, BJ's obsessed with Twilight Imperium. I have four copies. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you to my friend Amber. She finished the painting, so all my ships are done. We're ready to play. When anyone's ready to play, I got all my color-coded ships, man. That's amazing. All right, now it is time to get to... The Geek Sheet with Vicky B. What do you got, Vicky? So if you follow us on Facebook, you've probably seen this posted recently. And I've been wanting to talk about it for a while. All right. They're my one of my favorite things, not memes. Um, fan theories. Yes! Ah, okay, you did it. Shocking. Uh, but I found a, a list from Ranker.com. Grogu, Baby Yoda's fan theories from The Mandalorian. We can't stop thinking about. Oh yeah, I mean everyone uh, was the breakouts. Uh, everyone knew that uh, Grogu slash Baby Yoda is the breakout star of the first two seasons of The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that he's going to be in the next upcoming season because his story is kind of done at this it point. Is, you say that, no. right? Yeah, you say I that. I refuse but... this premise. <laughs> I think I some people might have some issue yeah. with. Issues if he's not in it. I, I feel like we're going to definitely. I mean, I would love to see where he goes and trains and stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, and yeah, you know, I, we, it'd be cool to see a little bit more of Luke. Or I mean, they've teased a lot of stuff uh, in that last at last series. We just don't know where they're going to end up on what show. There's so many different shows that are yeah, going to happen. Does Mando get visitation rights on uh, Grogu? Yeah. There, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, because we don't. Yeah, it's, you're right. So what do we got? What are they thinking about the grow to so the grow? One of the things being, uh, why is he so obsessed with that gear knob on the razor crest? You know how he always wants to play oh, with that yeah. little ball. It's because he's a baby. Yeah. (laughs) So they think that during training, Obi Wan places down in front of the young Padawan to show him a galaxy map that's like this little orb to show him in uh, Star Wars Revenge of the Sith. And this is actually where Anakin would have been, and they confirm Grogu's the same age as him. Oh. So he probably thinks, oh, this is like the map. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just like a sort of a memory device sort of thing. It's like I like I liked that bit then, and now I like it now. Give me. It give makes me, give me, give me, give me, and it me. does make sense. They have established that Master Yoda before Anakin for some reason, which I think is also a lame. That Master Yoda had the highest midichlorian count, meaning that his species is really connected to the Force more than anybody else. Mm-hmm. And frankly, the whole idea that Anakin was more connected, at least by his count, I think was a mistake. I think they should have kept it that really, you know, that Yoda's race is the one because, and that would be why they would save Grogu. Like out of all of the younglings, yeah, Grogu, they like we've got to keep this kid alive because he's special. There aren't so because we only they only ever seen three of their species. Oh, yeah, because Yaddle or yes. something yeah. like that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Such a dumb name. I'm sorry. I think that's just the and dumbest she, I name. Mean, she never really did much, but just sit in a chair. Yeah. I don't think yeah. we ever heard much from Yaddle. Yeah, in the comfy chair. Yeah. Uh, another one is why the Empire wants Baby Yoda. So it says, first off in the latest episodes of The Mandalorian, it is clear that Moff Gideon wants Baby Yoda for some experiment. Oh, yeah, franchising. And the episode, <laughs> The Tragedy, Gideon says he found the perfect donor after walking into a room of Baby Yoda using the Force to choke a few stormtroopers. And now the force choke isn't a skill exclusive to the for the Sith, but one that is used only by them. So they want him for the connection with the force for the use of the dark side. Interesting. See, I just I kind of figured in my own mind since BJ mentioned the midichlorians was the fact that 
he uh, they want to like harvest his midichlorians to maybe like synthesize. Now this may seem like a stretch, but I think this is leading up to the cloning of Palpatine. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, oh! My evidence is mainly that they're looking for some kind of specific Force user as kind of a donor, and they have shady experiments hinting at something to be unleashed. And they are obsessed with reviving the Empire. And when Palpatine is brought back to power, that's when it's actually almost happens. Wow! See that? I mean, they're going to have to do a lot of bridging to get um, uh, the last movie to kind of get up to that they're sort of good speed. Like that. So maybe, yeah, they'll just be able to do that. And David, you, I mean, uh, Kevin Feige is really good at. I mean, people hated how basically everything went with Anakin's story, mm-hmm. and so the animated series bridged the hell out of it. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to them bridging where we are because it was rushed no doubt about it there was a mess up i don't know why it had to be so rushed i love the idea that palpatine was still alive i just feel like we needed more than one movie to figure that we didn't even get it i mean we didn't even hear his announcement it was no. just like here's the crawl palpatine's alive like what i'm here yeah nah. and, and yeah i mean granted they had it in the trailer yeah yeah but yeah. I, but still it's just uh, i think those guys will be able to make a nice bridge something yeah all right another fan theory is that grogu will be returned to the mandalorian and the theory is Remember when Gideon states that he's already taken the blood from Grogu and he's done with him. I believe this could have messed up with Grogu's force ability. And also, Grogu's attachment to Din will render him unable to be trained by Luke. So Grogu is a fa- uh, Grogu's a fan favorite, and I don't see him leaving for more than a season or two. Well, don't forget, Luke also w- w- failed in his training of Kylo Ren. But so that doesn't ha- hasn't happened yet. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But my point being is that, supporting what that fan theory is saying... What if uh, Luke is not good enough to be able to train the kid? I mean, you know, and maybe something like a Grogu would be sort of that kind of like make him doubt a, himself. Yeah, another disappointment, and then he's doubting himself, and then obviously you see in the movies the flashback where he's gonna go and uh, maybe possibly kill Kylo. Uh, or do something, we don't really know because it's still kind of convoluted when it comes down to it. Yeah, but that's was, what Kylo uh, thought was going to happen. So Yeah, yeah, he, he definitely was there, thought about it, but then thought against it. But Kylo took it as, oh, no, you're trying to kill me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, so it'll be interesting to see because I'd love to s- see what those years were like because there's more Jedi, by mm-hmm. the way, because he trained more than just Kylo and Grogu. They definitely need to flesh that stuff out. So right. that'll be fun to see. So they believe that Grogu actually can talk, but he's traumatized. So we already know, you know, that he has able to like was able to communicate. What with, would we traumatized uh, about? There was nothing. <laughs> that went, there, was not, there was nothing that went wrong there. Oh, yeah, they were sure. able to kind of hear each other's thoughts, basically. And when asked by Din, you know, Ashoka explains that Grogu was taken from the Jedi Temple after Order sixty six, and afterwards his memories go dark. I'm suggesting that Moff Gideon knows Grogu from the past, and Grogu wasn't saved from Anakin Skywalker's rampage, killing younglings by pure accident. There was a purpose to his rescue, and Gideon knows all about it. What Grogu saw that night and what happened to him afterwards has traumatized him to the point where he shut down, mm-hmm. sim- similar to the catatonic person. So only by receiving kindness for the first time by his warrior hero, the Mandalorian, has Grogu started to respond and heal from the trauma. So maybe his speech patterns aren't ad- as adult as you know we would describe them, but there's a difference between childlike speech and no speech at all. Grogu is blocked, and only by receiving continued love and protection will his voice return. Well, because he, he he does everything as quote unquote a toddler does, and at this point, toddlers will at least say a few words and try to form sentences. Well, I will tell you this. So it's interesting. I did not speak till I was four years old. So 
if you are not exposed to beings that speak your language or even talk to you and whatever, and you will your your speech will be stunted. So mm-hmm. it's very well that it's, it it could also be the fact that he's just got stunted. He's stunted because he hasn't been around the normal uh, environment that would help kids learn how to talk. Because he's fifty, but we don't know. We, we don't yeah. know how old that is in, in dog years, basically. <laughs> Do we know, like, does Yoda have, like, a nat- like an actual language, like a first language? Or is that just how he happens to speak? Like, does he learn English? I, they kept that very, they're, very vague. It's yeah, I'll tell you this. I mean, they're loose. And, uh, George Lucas has been loose with the idea. Because I, I have a calendar. Mm-hmm. I have a Star Wars calendar. And it's in a different language. Like all the Fun. days, yeah, all the days are the same. Like I went and checked and go, oh, this is Monday. It's the same word. Like today is, it looks like it's, it looks like it's a seven with a line, seven without a line, a zero, seven with a line, seven without a line. That's, that's, that's what my day is today of this recording. Uh. And they're all the same. So there's a language of, of somebody mm-hmm. that's, it's not English because it's in a galaxy far, far away. Right. But it's funny. They'll show us foreign language, alien language of some creatures. Yeah. But they won't show it with like Han and those guys. And I got to be thinking they're not really speaking English. Yeah. And I had a question once. and I think I asked you off air. Hmm. Are they technically humans or what are they called? It, they're, they're not, I mean, I don't, they're humanoid. They're humanoid. Uh, yeah, clearly. I don't think that they are because if you look at the control panels, you'll see like a different language, mm-hmm. even on, yeah. the, uh, you know, on the, the Empire or even the Rebels. It's a different language. But I mean, could they have possibly come from like, let's say Earth and then. What do you think? This is Battlestar Galactica? I don't know. I mean, uh, because I Battlestar Galactica definitely says that right. there are aliens out there. <laughs> there are humans out there that actually started on our planet, but left, mm-hmm. developed incredible technology and further advanced than us. Uh, but they're looking to come back to Earth. They mm-hmm. did. They, they they've gone so long. They don't know where their home planet is. This I don't know is the story of Star Wars. It just says a long time ago. Yeah, which means where we are now. All this stuff happened a long time ago. I'm assuming it's way past. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, why would they say a long time ago? Yeah, Han was born on that other planet, right? On in the solo movie, they show you he's yes, born on that I slave planet. The name so. of it is, yeah, Slapatine. It's it's funny because I do a Google search, and the first things I put in are are humans in Star Wars, and then it autofills from Earth. And uh, just looking up the humans in Star Wars universe are not from Earth. There are millions of planets inhabited by humans, and the origin of humans in Star Wars is unknown. Though many in the galaxy believe that they originated on Coruscant. Okay. So and humans are. Yeah. I mean, there's so many different aliens. I mean, you can be humanoid. Yes. Yeah, and you I know. think just at that point is going to be something along the lines of just like, well, I mean, we have human actors. Yeah. So we need to have humans in the space fantasy. Because, exactly. Because I mean, that's all we have, and we only have so much budget for uh, <laughs> CG or uh, co- uh, costumes. Star Trek always did that by going, "Oh, let's give you a little crinkle nose." Now you're a Bajoran, <laughs> right? That's the only difference, huh? My little crinkle nose. Okay. All right then. Well, you can check out this full list on our Facebook page. Just scroll down, and until next time, stay nerdy.